I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me, and he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. We're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Miche. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Oh, yeah. Understand it. Hello, soul lights. Hi, everyone in the chat and those listening by phone. And hello to all of you that are going to be listening later in the replays. Uh, love you all so much and feel so blessed and a lot of uh, gratitude for all of you that have um, been on this journey with me. If you happen to be new to the podcast, welcome. Um, you can definitely listen um, however, wherever, whatever you want. However, if you do want to interact um, in the chat, you need to just do a, a profile with Blog Talk Radio. Okay, saying hi to people in the chat. Let me know how the sound is in the chat, the sacred space of empowerment room, also known as the chat room, but it's really the sacred space of empowerment room. Grounds the energy. Okay, my voice is still a little froggy uh, from getting over stuff, um, but I am feeling very good. Had an amazing acupuncture appointment yesterday, Dr. Nancy. uh, Amazing, amazing. Two hours. AJ, guys, let me know how the sound is. Okay, those of you that are listening by phone, that's totally great. If you do have a question or a comment or you want a reading, you need to press 1 on your keypad. And that number, I'm going to give the number, 347-539-5122. And press 1 on your keypad. If you have a question, a comment, want a reading, want to say hi. So, okay, interesting morning, um, interesting time. Um, I want to touch on a couple things and then hopefully open it up for questions and feedback and want to hear how everyone is doing right now. When I was tuning in, um, meditating, going over the guest info, I guess at the second half of the program we've got Don Oscar Miro Quesada, um, theheartofthehealer.org, if you want to check him out before he comes on air. But I started doing my writing, my automatic writing, as I tune in, like, what is going on? And feeling just a very interesting energy. And I had my YouTube on on my TV, and then I see some notice from Popcorn Planet saying that DJ Twitch was a dancer. I don't know if dancing was a star. I don't know what, a dancer in capacity. <clears throat> and also um, the Ellen Show, those of you in the United States that ever watched that show. I really did not have a friend that did. I really do not. But I channel switched and had seen him. Anyway, DJ Twitch, who committed suicide. 
uh, as some people say, ended, ended his life, deleted. I just want to pause because I know this time of the year can be really challenging for a lot of people for a lot of different reasons. And usually the triggering starts somewhere around October. And so I just want to do a pause, not just for him, because I don't really know him. I mean, I feel some empathy. I feel, but it it made me think of, oh, my gosh, there's so much going on with so many people right now. And it's really hard if you don't have a spiritual practice or a soul understanding or, you know, the tools. We talk about the mental, emotional, spiritual tools. And even with the mental, emotional, spiritual tools and support and tutoring and mentoring and classes and groups, it still can sometimes be really, really difficult. And we are moving in this time of the winter solstice. By the way, Lenny, Lynn, Thanks to you. Uh, there is something posted for there. It'll it'll um, publish on the twentieth. But this is a very interesting time in the time of as we move into Capricorn, especially. We're not quite there yet. We're still in Sag. <clears throat> but Capricorn being the sign of the initiate, it's always a new level. And I think also a lot of people recognize and realize a new level of something is coming, a new phase of something is coming with the new year. It's almost like that expectation is in bread. You know, it's, it's, it's woven, it's kneaded, like bread kneaded into the earth experience. But sometimes we're in the same old, same old, the rut. It's, it's new year, but same thing, human ego level. On a soul level, in the realm of spirit, there has been change. Maybe there's been mental change, emotional change, but that change hasn't yet manifested in something that is tangible or to our liking. So from the 15th to the 29th, um, a little bit could be the 30th, but really the guides are saying from the 15th to the 29th of this year is very critical. I'm going to do a little talk, a little overview um, Oh, okay, Teresa, also listening on my phone. Sometimes blog talk radio disconnects me when I listen online. Okay. Uh, Let's see, I don't hear anything. Yeah, anybody in the chat, Sue, can you let me know? Can you hear me? I'm hoping you guys can hear me. We've been having some issues with the chat. So the winter solstice, which is when half of the earth is tilted furthest from the sun, and that's in the northern hemisphere, obviously, because the southern hemisphere, it's summer. Um, It's the least amount of daylight. So some people call it the darkest day. It's the darkest day, the darkest hour. But after the solstice, the light starts creeping up, right, because we're going to approach the spring when there's more light and then the summer where there's even more light, right? Just when we get to the um, summer solstice in the northern hemisphere and, of course, you know, the equinox. So what I got, the 15th to the 29th, those of you that are into numbers and numerology, we move into a 6 energy and also an 11-2. So there is quite a lot of testing. There's a lot of mirroring. There's a lot of looking within, a lot of contemplation, reflection, And contemplation and reflection can sometimes turn into a bit of something depressing, you know, going within, to depress, to go within. But the sixth energy is bringing an awareness of harmony, harmonizing, and balance. 
And what many people are preparing for is a new opportunity, something that might we might say is luck or some kind of synchronistic connecting or happening. But we're preparing for that. And one way to do that is make sure there's balance in our life, adjust the excesses. Now, some of you know, I talked about this last week, I got my little cold flu earache thingy for like three days, I don't know, two, three days, Sunday to Monday, I guess maybe Tuesday a little bit. Um, But I knew it was my little sugar, my little croissant, other little things. Yes, I eat healthy, very, very healthy. But I did have that little habit pattern, and I did keep getting the message, like, really, you know, should, you know, limit that or, or cut it out for a while. So I did have my little detox. So that's my body going into excess. And, you know, so I use the opportunity to have that little sick energy cleansing. Um, And then, you know, my acupuncture appointment really addressed a lot of stuff with that, which really felt good. And I have so many yummy little biscuits from Europe, all these little things that I have and chocolates that I'm just looking at them going, eh. But actually, I don't even feel like them. But anyway, Maybe I'll keep them for a while, give them to the homeless. I don't know. Uh, Toss them, maybe. I don't know. So the idea, too, we never know what someone's going through or what we are going to go through. So right now, part of it is managing our expectations also. So think in terms, perhaps, of where you are now, what you're going through as number one, where you want to be, what you want to do, what you want more of in your life the obligations or responsibilities, some people could call it karma, right, Lynn, in the chat, you know, karmic, um, cause and effect, things that you have put in motion or that are in motion because of where you live, how you grow up. Um, You know, if you're married and you have children, then you have some, you have obligations, you know, depending on where you are right now in your life. So to manage that. Now, this is really important, but to devise a plan to somehow integrate more of what it is that you want. And and within that, I suggest you always do a, a mini little life review of what how much has changed or how much you do know, even though it seems like maybe a lot hasn't changed for some of you, but where you are now. Because sometimes the change is in our wisdom, is in our understanding, is in our soul connection. Maybe we learn boundaries or living more from the heart or feeling more authentic. Those are very, very viable, crucial, important qualities and experiences on a soul level. Now, on a human level, they may not add up too much or or what you think or want because it doesn't seem so tangible. But it is important to see, how do I feel in my earth suit now? Do I feel better about myself? Do I have more knowing and understanding? Do I feel more compassion and love for myself? Is there more self-acceptance and self-love? Do I feel more accepting of love and others? Do I see what's happening in this awakening process? Because that is spiritual gold, right? Um, Okay, Lynn, thanks in the chat. You have sound. Okay, thank you. Yeah. So look for the spiritual gold because after the spiritual gold, there is always going to be an outer manifestation from that and for that, that that reflects that. 
So that's one of the things you want to look at right now and, and also look at where you need more support, where you might feel that you're stuck and what kind of support. So again, balancing the excess, adjust so there's less excess in one direction or another, what seems to bring balance in. And that also brings in the idea of boundaries. Some of you may have different boundaries than you did months ago or a year or years ago because you're different and you're at a different place. So it's really important to kind of do that more, that inner, um, inner looking, connecting, inner processing, connecting to your own inner knowing. I always say before the beginning, you know, January 1st, the beginning of the year, mid-January, and because it, it also is an alignment and suits the energetic cycle that we're all in, especially in the Northern Hemisphere at this time. Now, that doesn't mean those of you in the Southern Hemisphere can't do this. You definitely can because there is this prevailing ethic, whether it's um, – you know, first half of the year or second half of the year, there's always this need to kind of balance or rebalance or realign or bring back, bring into alignment or understand our alignment or where we're at or where we're going. And it doesn't have to be a big deal about it. It's just really also kind of a, a check-in, you know. It's a check-in with oneself. And that really aligns you into the natural cycle of of the cosmos, of where we are right now, the natural flow of the cosmos, and even to do that on seasonally. So all these times are critical points in nature, in the natural rhythm, because nature goes by a natural rhythm. It's not artificial. And so when we connect to our own true nature, we connect to the nature of the all that is. We connect to the nature, the nature spirits, the spirit of nature, not just planetarily, but the trees, you know, the earth itself, the water, the whole of nature. So it's really important as there's a lot of shifting that's going on for many of you internally, but also externally through what's happening in the outer world. It's really important to have these check-ins and make it kind of a ritual. And again, it can even just be pausing and tuning in and feeling. So let's do a pause right now for that. And I'm going to invite you to bring your awareness into the heart-lung area and really connect into the breath of life and feel your own internal timing, your own rhythm through your breath. Begin to see the in-breath as one perfect breath of life and the out-breath as a corresponding perfect breath of life. And now see that in-breath and out-breath is one continuous motion. This reminds us of the dual nature of life, of manifested form, but yet the oneness of all life. That we are both dualistic. There are different parts, but we are more than the sum of the parts. 
And yet in truth, there is only the oneness. Out of the one comes the many, and from the many is the one. And so that's reflected in the breath. You can call it an in-breath, and that separates the in-breath out from the out-breath. We can call it the out-breath, and that separates it out from the in-breath. And the next level up into more expanded awareness is there is only one breath, one source that takes many forms. Now, if you're in a place that you can, bring your awareness to the soles of the feet. Or just imagine, picture, and feel your connection to the earth, to the all that is, to the universe, to the universe, an infinite consciousness through you as you. And now where and how you are on this earth plane. Now I invite you from this state of awareness to ask what needs balance or rebalance in your life. Where is an adjustment needed? Or perhaps where is an adjustment need to be acknowledged? Maybe you've already balanced or rebalanced. Maybe you've already done an adjustment you can take the time to acknowledge that now. Just be ever present where you are, knowing that we are all interconnected. We are all different shape and form, but from the same substance and source. All right, soul lights. Yeah, so. So much going on and so much to understand. Um, I hope you all can hear me. Let me know. And again, if you're just joining us, the number to call in is 347-539-5122 and press 1 on the keypad to share, connect, contact. Uh, get a reading or share. So perhaps some of you even know what the opportunities are that you're wanting to experience or express through. And I say this because so much of the soul, and many of you keep hearing me say this, is about experience and expression. That's really all we're meant to do here. Now that experience and expression can take many forms. It can be, you know, learning um, we will call learning lessons, but that's not the main thing or thrust. And you are going to see as we live from, you know, upload and, and live more from the new emerging consciousness, on some level, and maybe some of you are experiencing this already, you're going to see things from a bit different angle of not the heaviness of having to learn, even that's going to be reflected in education. And there's actually a lot of talk right now. Um, there has been, even ever since I was in education, but I'm hearing more of it now, and I see more of it, uh, videos and more articles written about this. As what do children really need 
what is the skill set? What do they really need, you know, in their wheelhouse, right? What do do they really need? And what about creativity? What about expression? What about tapping into the child's natural inclinations? So you're starting to hear this, like, okay, they're studying this, but they're not really using this. This is not, you know, this is obsolete. What are they really needing? And so, of course, in the new paradigm, it is a lot about soul expression, which is our self-expression, is our creativity, is our ability to come up with creative solutions, creative answers, and different ways of creating. And that can take a lot of different, you know, shape and form and avenues for different people. But what you do notice in creativity, there is a sense of fulfillment. There's less drudgery. There's less, I really don't like doing this or I don't want to do this. So you might look at your life right now and say, what it is that you're wanting more of or what is creative to you? What is creativity to you? Now, it can even be reaching out to others. It could be having a great video or chat or chat session or moderating something, sharing something, explaining something. It's not always making something. It's more how we come to the interactions that we have with each other and, you know, life itself. It's how do we come to it? Do we come with it with some kind of curiosity and openness and a a willingness to understand more and perhaps a willingness to share more, share of ourselves or what we get, you know, our ideas and our, our vision or our way of seeing things. You know, another thing that I can share with you that's definitely a part of this new paradigm is more of a call for people to express more of themselves, to say their opinion or, or live out their opinion or their inner knowing. And it's very interesting because we're in the shadow material. Uh, the shadow material of this is up where there is a lot of censoring and there's a lot of people not wanting to uh, either be challenged or to get into, you know, drama circles by sharing something. And and I say this is probably because a lot of people are at baby steps of this. So they only know to be adversarially, you know, uh, adversarial, which means that they're stuck on the dual plane, you know, the extremes of the polarity plane. They're stuck on that because they're, they're only able to do opposition or putting down instead of the creative way of how can I share my difference of view or difference of opinion, you know, honor that person or that opinion or just acknowledge it, but also give my opinion without tearing down someone else. You know, it's it's good to see things in different ways. We don't all need to see things in the same way. So what it is moving is people to move out of condition response patterns, to move out of over-identification with some kind of belief system or dogma, to show up a bit more free mantle, a bit more free, uh, you know, a bit looser, a bit more without the confines of preconceived notions and ideas. 
because then we're pleasantly surprised, and that's when the creative process happens. You know, those of you that are artists or consider yourself creatives, you know this. You have an idea, and we hear people say this, oh, my God, the picture, it just took a life of its own. You know, or I had the melody or the first chords to this song, and it just, it just took its life of its own, or this music, something came through me. So all of us are being asked to set things up. How can you set up your environment in the best way that opens up to more self-expression and creativity, that opens you up more to spirit, opens you up more to the impulses of life itself? So whether you live in one place, whether you have a house, apartment, a studio, it doesn't matter. You know, I would say setting this up also in your, you know, office or work environment. Something that keeps reminding you of potential and possibility. Something that reminds you of you're more than what you were in the past. You're in this becoming. Something that opens you up more or leaves you open or leaves a door open. You see what I'm saying? So... A lot of times we're just very closed and and this new emerging consciousness that's coming in is very opening. This is why it's very destabilizing. It's opening a lot. It's opening a lot of doors. It's opening a lot of, you know, conflicts. It's opening a lot of differences of opinion. It's opening a lot of same opinion. It's opening, it's just opening a lot. But those that can see some of the similarities not over-focus on the differences, but not ignore the differences. And so you see what I'm ta- talking about here. On some level, it, it again, it's recognizing the dual nature, but the oneness. It's, it's being in that space at the same time. Like I see the opposing force, but I see what makes it a complement, what brings it complementary, what, what brings it into balance. So for so long on the earth plane, we've been very guided to operate by opposites. Everything is oppositional. Everything is didactic. Everything is adversarial. Even even our legal system, it's called adversarial. It's an adversarial system. You know, you have one side and you have the other, and they debate. They argue. They argue the point. Now, I'm not saying that's going to completely go away, but I feel you're even going to see changes with that, maybe even the languaging of calling it even an adversarial system. You know, one part wins and the other part loses. So we're stuck in that that mentality, and so therefore we look at our life, we're either winning or we're losing. And it's not that cut and dry. I'm sure some of you are experiencing this. It's not that cut and dry. We're not just winning or losing. There's a lot of nuance. There's a lot of parts to what we're experiencing and expressing on the earth plane. And one of the things is, is that we have different um, soul focuses whole missions, you know. I, I had someone the other, well, it's been months now, a, a colleague of mine say, and also a friend, uh, someone I'm working, oh, they're holding you back. And I said, no, no, 
you know, they, they don't have time to do as much as they did before. I said, but sometimes I, you know, not, you know, I'm still working on stuff. So certain projects I'm not ready for. And I said, but I do have a different type of relationship. So we all have to look at and see what is our relationship, especially sometimes we come in with connections from past lives that, okay, we're going to do this together till this time, or I'm going to help you, you're going to help me. So we have these contractual, some people call it karmic, but contractual relationships, soul contracts, energetic contracts, time contracts from other times, because so much on the earth plane is about completion. If you look at it, we're always completing and going to a next level and a next level. There's always these cycles. And within these cycles is a completion. You know, the spiral of life, we're, we're completing. And so we have these soul groups that we incarnate with that in a sense, not only are we duty-bound to who's in our soul group, our soul pod, if you will, but our greatest joy and fulfillment comes through that because the souls recognize each other. Okay, we just want to make sure those of you listening, if you did have a question, a comment, or you wanted a reading, please press 1 on your keypad, okay? And again, the number is 347-539-5122. Press 1 on your keypad. I see a lot of people listening by phone, so I just want to make sure. Because then I get the emails. Oh, I was waiting so long and no one, you never picked up my call. <laughs> so please press 1 on your keypad if you want to read it. You want to connect in that way. So I hope this is making sense. Let me know by calling in or in the chat. 347-539-5122. Press 1 on your keypad. Really, you'll do really well with the upcoming changes. They'll be less jarring if you're able to see the outer cycle and relate it to where you're at in your personal cycle. I don't know if a lot of you watched my, um, I did do pick a card video. Uh, usually they're up every Monday, Tuesday at the latest. Um, I just had a lot of tech issues last week and then I got sick. So I didn't upload it until uh, this Monday. But I, I'm seeing a theme with individuals really being able to make changes. And I think it's because that Pluto goes into Aquarius for a little bit, then it goes back, retrogrades back in crappy. And then in 2024, for uh, it'll be in um, okay three four seven five three nine five one two two is the number. Press one on your keypad if you have a question or a comment. I feel I see a couple people pressing. Oh, there we go. Okay. Um, yeah. So just be mindful of the cycle you're in and how does it reflect to the cycle that is what we call the exterior world. Hi, you're on air. Hi, you're on air. Hello. Hello. Hi, 914. Hello. Hello. Hi. Yeah, you got to turn whatever you call it, the internet, whatever, because I can hear myself. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. That's okay. What's your first name? My name is Catherine. I'm calling from New York. Hey, Catherine. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking my call. Um, What's your question? I would, 
Yes, please. Thank you. I was wondering if you see, I wanted, I want to do an event in March, and I was wondering if you see me doing it either at Nelson's location or Corian's, or should I look for somebody else? I'm not sure. Corian or Nelson? Corian or Nelson? Now, I do feel Nelson is reading a bit stronger, and also there could more be support, more support or help there. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. Yeah. So that's what I would suggest, yeah. And in, in March, March, April, May, sometime in that time frame, but it does show that he's, he's available more to help or, more, or give more support. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm just, okay. yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I want to put in some more face-to-face time with him to see if, you know, that's where I'll get that support, like you're saying, um, but yeah, and I also do like his venue better. Ah, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, put that time in, put that, um, especially mid to end of January is also a good time to do that kind of connecting and figure things out. Oh, fabulous. All right, Catherine, keep us posted, okay? Thank you. Yes, thank you so so much. Many blessings. Happy holidays. Thank you. Yes, happy holidays. Many blessings. Thanks. Hi, you're on air. Hello? Hello? Yeah, you're on air. What's your first name? Yeah, you're on air. Hi. My name is Maria. I call it from New York. Hi, Maria. Two New Yorkers. Welcome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I wanted to ask something, please. You see me okay. going to move for good in Rome, obviously in Italy, or Sicily, or Sicily, me and my daughter, we move there for good. Let's see. I definitely see you visiting. I definitely see you connecting with friends, maybe even family. Yeah, I'm um, Yes. Oh, did you go? Have you gone yet? Yeah, it does show new beginnings. It does show you moving there. Oh, when did you go? Recently? Yeah, I'm, I'm a month ago. I come back. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, I do feel you are going to move there. I just, I definitely do. I definitely do. Now, I don't know if it's right away. You might go back and forth, um, but I definitely do see you, I don't know, there could be buying a house or selling a house. There's something with property, yes. and I do, I do see the move, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my daughter, me and my daughter? I don't know. She might come for a while. I don't know. Does she want to stay? I'm not sure she wants to stay uh, all the time there. I see. All right. All right, Maria, keep us posted. Yes. Okay, Let's thank see. you very much. Have a nice holiday. You too. Hello, you're on air. Appreciate it. You're welcome. What's your first name? My name is Ray. Hi, Ray. Okay, what's your question? Yeah. So I just want to know if you see anything uh, with my love life. Um, 
you know, I think I, I think I'm grounded now and I have everything beneath me. I think I'm you know, single, ready to mingle, but you see anything short-term okay. or long-term or what you see. Okay. The first thing I heard was April, May, and then I heard also February. So it may be that you're getting out more or starting to get out more. Um, right now it shows a lot with <clears throat> doing work is doing well. I'm getting a lot with the material. Um, also spiritual prosperity, material and spiritual prosperity. So definitely feeling better about yourself. Um, do you know a Carol or a Carolyn, by the way? Um, I mean, I do, but they're a lot older, like oh. my mother's age. Well, well, that doesn't matter. I'm not saying you're dating them. I didn't say that, but I, I'm just too, I just tune into what comes in. So you could be hearing something about them or talking to them. Maybe you meet somebody through them. I don't know. But anyway, you are going to hear something about them. Um, but, yeah, I would say next year. I, I don't know. I'm not necessarily getting the beginning of the year, so I don't know if you're – just starting to go out or maybe you're starting one way or on an app and then you change your approach. But yeah, definitely I'm getting more spring, spring to end of spring, April, May. Okay. All right, great. Okay. All right. I would say keep us posted. You're so welcome. Happy holidays. Bye. 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 Hello, you're on air. Hello, hello. Hi. It's Jessica Hi. from Pennsylvania. Hey, Jessica, welcome. Thanks. Got all the Easties, uh, the East Coasties, I love it. Everyone's calling today. Um, wanted to know what you're picking up about a job. I just got a part-time job, but I want a full-time job, and I've been interviewing a lot. Okay. Okay, I'm also getting for you also February. I, I don't know what's going I know we have a retrograde. I think it starts the 29th um, of this month. But I really feel like January is a slow starter. So I feel like you're fine where you are and what you're doing. And then and maybe you, it's also holidays. So maybe you stop looking and then you start again because it shows a little bit of dip. It shows you just kind of managing where you are now, what you have going on. And then it shows, um, I think you're going to, someone's going to help you. Like a company or something or headhunter or friend. I'm getting more online and I'm getting you submitting some kind of bio or resume, CV, um, I think you're going to get an opportunity or someone says, oh, you should go through this. Have you, have you done something like that yet? Oh, I've been applying for like five months now. Uh, yeah, I've done things like that. Um, headhunters, nothing has like uh, recruiters. Um, well, actually, there's a recruiter who set me up with this job interview for tomorrow. Can you take a look at that? Oh, it, could, it could be that person because it shows like a recruiter. Headhunter recruiter. Well, that's it's just a recruiter helping that. Like I'm doing an interview. Can you pick up anything about that interview that I'm doing tomorrow? I don't know. It doesn't feel full. It 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 feels like the person comes back to you, or you go back to them, or they say, "Hey, try this." 
so let's see what show wish fulfilled partnership alliance can you think of the um the job or the company do you know what it is yeah it's working at a storage unit okay let's see but it's not full-time right it is full time. These oh, other like uh, there's, there's leasing uh, leasing companies that I've been interviewing with um, for okay, like apartment complexes. Yeah, and then yeah, I don't know. Okay, here's the thing. Even if you get it, I don't think you're going to stay with it. I feel like there's something else, and it could be through this recruiter because I definitely see a recruiter helping you. I definitely see you. Um, submitting something, you know, via email or online. They have some kind of submission. And the next, that next job, I feel like it could be the leasing because the next job, it feels like it's something more stable and that you like. Um, you're like thinking, okay, this is a good opportunity. This I can ground here. I can kind of center here and then strategize what I want or where I want to go after this, Right. Yeah, that's so really what I want. I mean, I know. Well, it's coming. It's coming. It's definitely okay. coming. Okay. Do you see me at this part-time job I, that I'm just getting started no, at for a while? I, I, no, I just I feel like you're going to want something else that's much more stable or long-term or part, you know, full-time. But it's good for now. Everything is good for now where you're at. But I do see a better job coming in, one that's like, it's like wish fulfillment. It, it, there's emotional fulfillment. There's financial, like, oh, God, thank God this came in, or I like, I like this. It's good. Yeah, it's, it's definitely because you're moving into more of a, play, a, a sphere of more um, security is what I'm getting. Um. Yeah. All right, Jessica. Happy holidays to you and keep us posted, okay? Thank you. Happy holidays to you too. All right. Bye bye. You're welcome. Bye bye. Hi, you're on air. Hi, thank you for taking my call. Uh, My name is Carla. Um, I wanted to know regarding, hi, uh, about my condo. So I am trying to move. I'm looking at homes and I need to sell my place also. There's some interest, and um, I listed it about three weeks back, and I'm wondering what you see around this. Carlos is selling the house or condo. Yeah, I need to sell my condo. I'm also looking at homes. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, it definitely is showing, definitely sale, but I don't know that it's right away. Yeah, there's definitely showing a sale. Do you have three people looking at it now? Yes, three interested parties, exactly. And I'm wondering, like, one will come through. Um, So there's interest. Um, I'm just not sure, like, yeah, so, like, which one will come through and when. Well, let's see. Hmm. Yeah, it's showing patience. It feels like somebody, I, I think there's a fourth person, there's a fourth that comes in. <clears throat> um, Steve or Steven involved. And I feel a, a man, is it kind of small? Is it on the small side? 
No, actually, for New York, it's a decent size. Oh, place. You, you, oh you're in New York. Okay. Yeah. I, for some yeah, reason, I'm seeing condo. one person. Is it? Is I, I'm uh. seeing one person interested in it. Dark hair. Definitely shows itself, but it shows a lull. Now, again, I don't know if this is holiday mm-hmm. time. I don't know if people buy during this time where you live. People do. But it I does. think the serious buyers do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Um, <laughs> it shows a little bit of lull, and then it shows it picking. Two things. One of the th- three people come back, and they're kind of back and forth on it, and then I see a gentleman. Now, I don't know if I can't. This is just a quick read, so I don't know if he's. Mm-hmm. partnered or whatever family but i definitely see a, a man more in charge and he has dark hair okay and there it shows yeah. and it does show the sale okay do you think it's the fourth so person coming in uh-huh. i do i do i i don't know what's wiggly about the third the the three one of them maybe they've already come back to you i don't know but it feels like one of them's coming back um have they I, I guess one was very interested in the beginning, and we finally he made an like he made an offer, and it was very low, and he he came back with the same offer. But my agent says he seems serious, he, and he'll probably move up. I don't know. So we submitted a counter offer today to this man. Um, and oh, in the meantime, so there is the man already because I see more. I all, see but, a man but, but, getting it, but he's not alone. Are they all? But he's not alone. But, I mean, I think he's in charge, but he is partnered. He does have a wife. Well, and I think he does him, have Like I said, you dark uh-huh. yeah, because it feels like it's a man, and I feel more than, like, it's. I'm not seeing, like, like husband and wife back and forth, you know, sometimes that It feels like whoever it is, it's, mm-hmm. it's, all I can see is a man, you know, in doing a quick read. All I can see is it's a male energy. I do feel dark hair. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely, I would say within now and the next three months, it it goes. Three months. Oh. Uh, I didn't say this three months. Mm-hmm. This is a quick read. Mm-hmm. I said between mm-hmm. now and the next three months. So that's probably buying yeah. it. That's probably right. whatever, oh, the, the, all the escrow, da-da-da-da. Yeah. So, yeah, so you're just going to have to be patient, yeah, because it does show someone mm-hmm. there, but then they drop the ball or it doesn't happen. And then this man comes back. So that's the best I can do mm. with a quick read. You know, it's not a personal read where I'm just, right. you know. But I would say just be confident, know that it's going to sell. Mm-hmm. And if it's not this person, then there's somebody quickly right after that because it shows, it shows a lull and then it shows quick movement. That's why I okay. can't tell if it's him coming back. You know, maybe or it's with else. a new offer. Mm-hmm. Or someone else comes in and says, because um, I don't see a lot of back and forth, okay? So if you've I already see. had the back and forth, it's either him coming back saying, okay, let's do it, or he's mm-hmm. back and, you know, wiggling and somebody comes in and goes, okay, let's do this. So let's I'm not seeing this. back and forth. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not seeing negotiate, renegotiate, write it up. That, this, and I'm not seeing that kind of back I and see. forth. It I seems see. once it moves, it moves really quickly. It just moves. Because the other two yeah. people are are couples um, also. They're all couples, but I think this guy seems to be um, probably the most interested. And I think he's taking the lead and not so not listening to his wife, although she really loves it more than him. <laughs> uh, she likes Whoever the Whoever it is, it's, it, you're dealing more with a man. 
That's all I can okay. I can say. Yeah. So it's, far, it's, there's a very strong. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. a very strong male um, presence or influence. Presence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm not seeing a woman around. That's why I said I felt I'm single, and then I said, well, I can't really say that. I can't tell. He could be partner, but mm-hmm. he's not. The person is mm-hmm. not in the decision making process. I can tell you that much. You know, or or on the phone, right. or, or email, or right. whatever, or yeah. That's correct. That's correct. My agent has been talking to him directly, uh, so yeah. Okay. Oh, him well, directly. Thanks. Okay. Well, that's yeah, because he does. He doesn't have an agent of his own, so. Oh, uh, that makes. Oh, yeah. okay. Then that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, let us know, and then you're moving. Yes, I'm hoping to move soon after. I'm looking. Do you see anything around the house I'm going to get? Anything in particular? Or no, but I definitely see you doing some. I definitely see you doing some um, traveling around a warmer climate. So I don't know. If you... mm, no, it's actually more of a local move. Um, no, I, I know. I said traveling. Uh-huh. I said tra- maybe oh, my phone oh, isn't working. I said I definitely uh-huh. do see you traveling. I see a trip. Uh-huh. To a, oh, I uh, see a trip. And I thought you meant towards the ha- like about the house that I would be no. traveling for. Uh-huh. No, mm-hmm. uh-huh. no, no. All right, Carla, you take care. Thank Happy you. holidays. Thank you so much. So Happy welcome. holidays to you. Bye. You're so welcome. Bye. Okay. All right, everyone. 347-539-5122 is the number. Press one on the keypad. Oh, then it's you. Sue, you're ready to move to Florida. Ah, in the chat. I do see that. Yeah. Florida, here you come, Sue. All right. If our guest is in the queue, I don't see our guest in the queue. Let's see. Is this? Hi, you're on air. Hello? 914, you're on air. Okay, let's go back. Hi, you're on air. It's me, Carla. <laughs> oh, Carla, hi. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. All right, let's see. All right, so our second half of the program, we have Don Oscar Miro Quesada, um, who is a transpersonal psychologist and a curandero. So we're going to be chatting with him. I see him on in the queue. Hello, Don Oscar. How are you? Sacred salutations, Michelle. How are yeah. you? I am doing absolutely <laughs> amazing. I'm doing great. Thank you. It's a pleasure to meet you, even if it's over the um, virtual means. Uh, right. I looked a little bit at some of your interviews and uh, find your focus on living awake uh, very complementary to our shamanic uh, traditions. So thanks for doing the good, great work. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Um want to find out a bit about your traditions. Um, so if we can get just a little bit about you, you know, maybe your first awakening or opening to spirit and what got you to where you are now, what your f- focus is, 
And then definitely want to share with our listeners more of um, the tradition that you uh, it's not founded, right? You come from. So this is a correct. Uh, well, uh, how how long do we have? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm <laughs> well, you can give us the abridged version. You can give us. Yeah, but give give us what you want to share. You think is pertinent. Mm-hmm. Um, just so we have a little bit more of a, you know, a connection to you and what you're doing, a bit of your path, and then also the um, uh, lineage. Mm-hmm. I'm curious because I'm also well, trained and initiated shaman. Uh, my teacher, not Don, but Donna Jesus Chui uh, out of Mexico. Uh, so. uh, yes, I'm not familiar with, with, with her, um, yet I'm sure that she has inspired you to do the work you're doing as my mentors Don Celso Rojas Palomino from Salas Chiclayo in the northern coast of Peru and my segundo or my second uh, maestro eh, Don Benito Coriwanan Vargas from the village of Huasal in the southeastern highland area outside of Cusco. Those two um, revered medicine uh, men uh, were brought into my life through very serendipitous means uh, at what moments in which I would... Hello? Are you still there? No, I say we want to hear because the thing is also oh. people, there's misnomers, there's different forms of shamanism and shamanic work and different traditions. So, yes, we yes. really want to hear all that you're sharing. So please continue. Correct. Well, my my tradition, Michelle, is... Uh, Peruvian. I was born and raised in, in Peru, and from a very early age, uh, my father was working for the National Institutes of Public Health. So from age one and a half to age uh, six years old, I uh, lived in very remote rural communities that were laden with uh, shamanic uh, reality because of the native populations that inhabited those areas. So I was exposed to a lot of shamanic healing techniques and and ritual practices at those very formative years that influenced, of course, my passion to continue my apprenticeship in these traditions. Like I mentioned before, the northern coastal curanderismo, Kamaska curanderismo tradition, and the southeastern uh, Andean pacocuna, uh, or more highland traditions, the northern tradition focused more on healing uh, individuals and communities, and the uh, Andean tradition more on doing propitiatory ritual offerings to the natural world, to Mother Nature and all of her denizens, all of her spiritual beings. So I fused those two lineages and created what is known as the Pachacuti Mesa tradition of cross-cultural shamanism of which through the Heart of the Healer Shamanic Mystery School, uh, we teach courses and apprenticeships in in this uh, particular shamanic path. Um, And it's focused on cultivating and developing a heartfelt sacred community of earth-honoring servants of the great work. People interested can visit, you know, heartofthehealer.org and find out uh, much about what's what's involved in, in this in this work that we're offering the world. 
Um, now, if you want to know more about my personal life and upbringing, my book Lessons in Courage, which you can purchase uh, on Amazon or Barnes & Noble, uh, Peruvian Shamanic Wisdom for Everyday Life, Lessons in Courage, it also gives you a very in-depth uh, uh, illumination of what my own perils and pitfalls, challenges, struggles and uh, finally breakthroughs into being a servant of of the light um, uh, is about. Now, that said, of course, I can tell you that uh, shamanism, in my personal opinion, Michelle, is basically originated with the first human impulse to care for something or someone as much or more than what you would care about yourself. In other words, Shamanism is an inherent human capacity to be compassionate, loving, and fully present uh, with another person in their struggles and uh, challenges in life. It's that simple. So we all have a shamanic potential within us. Sometimes we need teachers, and sometimes it's by direct revelation that we have a breakthrough into a non-ordinary level of awareness that uh, puts us in contact with multiple beings and guides and and trustworthy servants of the hierarchies, of the celestial hierarchies. I, I'm sure that you, 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 tr- you follow, you track what I'm saying, right? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, those direct realizations and transmissions. Um, now, Oscar, how, growing up with this kind of awareness and with this around you, how would you say it informed your choices? Um, most significantly, uh, just realizing that there's much more to life than this three-dimensional, five-sensorial apperception of reality. In other words, we are very limited in what we can uh, access in terms of truth and in terms of guidance uh, with just our five senses that by going within there is a unlimited uh, universe and multiverse of uh, of worlds and and uh, and beings that have been spoken about in the great world spiritual epics and, and myths and legends since time immemorial and they are true real beings they are souls sentient conscious entities that inhabit our our reality as humans but very few of us have the courage or the desire to go through the veil that separates the seen and unseen dimensions of life to have these encounters, uh, thank thank Goddess and the creative mystery that nowadays uh, there are people that are just making these breakthroughs into these other levels of encounter with non-ordinary states of of, uh, of communion uh, through PTSD, through near-death experiences, through uh, you know contactee experiences to a number of other, you know, transpersonal crises or, or events that force them to, to die and then be reborn in another way. So uh, my own experiences, of course, 
most fundamental is that as a child I realized that the reality of soul, of consciousness, uh, as as a priori, or that it exists before the material world. So I've always known that my thoughts, my words, and my actions inform uh, the life that I have and basically crystallize or constellate my experience uh, as a two-legged passerby on this good earth. Yeah, I find with that viewpoint, it puts, yeah, can you hear me? It puts us into that direct connection or or, or connection and contact to the all that is, the great spirit of all life, life itself. And I feel like, get your take on this. I, I do feel there's a, within this new paradigm, that we're co-creating mm-hmm. that there's an understanding that spirit is all of light. And of course, which is very shamanic understanding um, or the anthropomorphic that God is in everything. God, God is spirit. It's infused in all nature instead of separating it out, that that is life itself, you know, life itself. Is exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. Spot on, spot on sister. I'm, yeah, you're, you're in alignment. You're in alignment with with shamanic <laughs> truth. <laughs> yeah. Now I noticed one thing, uh, Oscar, that it, which I was curious about. Your, your most recent book, I, I believe it's out, uh, was out this October. A personal quest mm-hmm. of communion with nature and creation. You also mm-hmm. have in the above the title, common sentient. Common sentience, yes. The, the sentience. book itself, yeah, yeah, the book is is called Shamanism, and the subtitle is Personal Quest of Communion with Nature and Creation, and it's published through Common Sentience, which is the publishing branch of Sacred Stories. It's a, um, a publishing business that was founded by Ariel Patricia, whose goal is to mainstream the mystical into uh, into our uh, daily life. So mine is the seventh book in this series, which now has eight books out, and four others are in the process of being written by other authors. And so what the uh, the founder and CEO of, of, of Sacred Stories uh, is seeking to do is provide a, a, an encyclopedic s- series of various topics that have to do with non-ordinary encounters uh, with spiritual reality and everything from guides and angels and uh, ancestors and natural worlds and animal allies and shamanism and ascension. All those topics are being covered within this series. My book is one of of those books, and the the thing that sets these this series apart is that each book contains stories by uh, invited guest authors that also contribute their lived experience to that. So my book, for instance, has twenty five riveting, compelling stories of shamanic type encounters with uh, with power animals with nature spirits with very transformative uh, events in the lives of of these ordinary people that realized that the shamanic uh, path 
is something that uh, brought much beneficence and much beauty and, and much healing into their lives. So it's, it's, I, I write most of the book, of course, but then in the middle section, we have these uh, personal stories of other people who have submitted them. And this is the same mm. case with all of the other books. So it's a, it, it's a collaborative effort, and it's democratizing shamanism or democratizing any of these mystical traditions. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I notice it says featured. So you're featured, but then around that is other people's um, Yeah, stories. that was something okay. that we have been, that Ariel, in retrospect, is not too happy that she decided to say featured because really it, we're the author, the, the main author, the author, they've written everything in the book, including two of our own personal stories in that middle section. But usually the first section of the book is, is an introduction to the subject matter, to the phenomenon of shamanism, followed by the okay. personal stories. And the last part are our practices and, and final thoughts. And so the bulk of the book is written by the, quotes featured, unquote, author, <laughs> which okay. is myself. So you wrote, okay, you wrote most of it. So this is interesting. Um, with that focus, then, do you think and feel that more of these practices and understanding of the earth, the universe, are going to become more commonplace or more known to more people? and perhaps even integrated more in their everyday life? Well, I certainly hope so. And based on my own experience as a teacher for over 40 years, you know, um, I have noticed an extraordinary um, expansion and and widening of of a circle of of neo-shamanic practitioners, as well as people who have had formal apprenticeship with indigenous peoples and tribal nations around the world. But many, shamanism now has become a, for instance, in the case of shamanism, it's now become a, a very well-known term. Everybody's a shaman <laughs> nowadays. Yes, in a sense. Exactly. You know? Weekend, there's a weekend course in YouTube. <laughs> Yeah. So, so basically, this is, uh, you know, it, it, it's it's caught on because we need a tradition. In the case of shamanism, we need a tradition that brings us closer to the earth, and that is based on reverence and 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 true selfless service to a to to the great web of life to the great sacred web of life, to all of our relations, as we say, uh, plant, mineral, animal, uh, cosmic, uh, you know, star relative, as well as the most infinitesimally small uh, relatives we have in our gut biome, <laughs> our bacteria. Yeah. They're, all, they're all healers. They, they all have medicine to share. So um, from the spiral galaxy that we live in to the most infinitesimally small quantum reality, there is a shamanic power within it that when one makes the effort to to commune, to enter into a resonant relationship with that particular being, 
um, there is healing that occurs. And by healing, mm-hmm. we mean a restoration of wholeness, a coming together of one's fullness as, uh, as a beauty walker on planet. Yeah, restoring the balance. Yeah, coming into mm-hmm. that wholeness. What do you um, think and feel? What can you suggest to our listeners? Obviously, your book. Like, let's let's say the name of the book. I'll put it in the chat also. But we have shamanism, uh, personal quest of com- communion with nature and spirit, and then you said your lessons and courage was the the other book that you authored, right? Both of those. Uh, yes, and then I have another book through Sounds True, uh, an audio book called Healing Light. Mm. which is uh, also available. Okay. You can find them all so, on Amazon.com. Okay. So where can people start? Because it can be a bit – let's say somebody's just listening right now, even before they get the book or the audio book, or um, it's likely mm-hmm. with this – Community, they'll, they'll, they're already getting it now because uh, they're showing a lot of interest in the chat. But I really want to know from you, where can people start or how should people start and what's the best way to integrate some of these principles into their life? Well, that's, uh, there's many ways to answer that based on uh, how diverse people are as well, uh, Michelle. So, um, okay. The first way to that I know personally to begin any service path, especially a shamanic service path, is to begin to cultivate gratitude, a, a, a mm. deep sense of appreciation for the sacred gift that is life. And the best way to feel and embody that gratitude is by developing a, an intimate relationship with the natural world. So spending time outdoors, spending time around uh, animals that you have a, a, an affinity with, uh, and to simply practice witnessing, witnessing and observing and taking in what you observe and realizing that it is really yourself, that you are the universe. And at that moment, when one realizes that they are all that is, then that results in a shamanic call, uh, what we call the initiatory call. And and, and the call can show up in your dreams, uh, where you see yourself in some sort of uh, ceremonial vestment where you maybe even look like you are an indigenous person but you'll start to have dreams that have very shamanic in nature and then your sleeping dream your daydream or reverie and your waking dream which is this reality we're in right now there's no difference between them when that happens we say we're living our medicine when all of our dreams become one and the same. So paying attention to one's dreams is also a very good way to start on this path. Communion with nature, paying attention to one's dreams, and of course, 
meditation, gratitude, from a place of gratitude. I have a saying that says, gratitude fueled by generosity opens to grace. So when you're grateful, you're generous with who you are and you give of yourself freely in a good way. And that always results in a bestowal of grace. And you know how beautiful that is. I'm sure you've had an experience when grace has just descended upon you Ooh, and, yeah. uh, and made everything perfect. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even yeah. in pain, takes away the pain. Even in pain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, even um, yeah, pain and suffering are are very good motivators sometimes. Not that we oh, should yeah. seek them out. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, a lot of the shamanic. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, gratitude always seems to come up, no matter what discipline or tradition. The awareness of gratitude. Um, the pause, the, and I love how you're saying the communing with nature and taking a pause. I find, um, I've been staying in the mountains and sometimes I'll just be walking and I just stop, you know, wherever I am, um, even doing my errands or whatever I'm doing. And I just take in the trees or a tree or mountain. I mean, anybody can do this anywhere. You can do this, you know, in the city, mountainscape, seascape, but I, but I, you do hear the pause, and that seems to be so mm-hmm. important. That com, that communion. Do you have any thoughts into why that it, the the gratitude and then also the pause? Why that seems to be so? It, it's all in all traditions that I've seen anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, if I understand you correctly, the pause means that in between moment, what we call a a liminal period, that place between worlds. So when you pause, it's like you are in this horizon event that the above and the below become mirrored within yourself. There's a reflection, that famous hermetic axiom by Hermes Trismegistus, the thrice great the law of correspondence in the Kabbalion, which as above, so below, in that yeah. moment of of pause, the above and the below become mirrored in each other. And that allows one to experience gratitude for the blessings of perfection of the present moment. And all power to do anything only resides in the present. There's no power in the shame and guilt of the past or no power in the fear and worry of the future. There's only power in the present, in the immediate now. And so by pausing and by feeling awestruck by a sunset, let's say, or by an extraordinary redwood tree and feeling the life, the sentience, the consciousness of that tree or that heavenly canopy where one feels humbled by its beauty is restorative of one's own sense of of divinity, of of being a, a divine child of the great originating mystery. And that is very transformative and extremely healing. 
and our ancient peoples knew they you know they ritualized and ceremonialized these these uh, these uh, experiences in a way that all of their temple sites and all of their um, uh, pilgrimage destinations were intended to go ahead and evoke and awaken that sense of awe and mystery and childlike um, uh, uh, surrender to to creation's agenda without trying to dominate, to influence, and to fix things, but to go with the flow and not push the river if you get my drift. Absolutely, I do, I do. Now, we do have a, a question from Sue in the chat. Is pause an expansion of essence? Mm, yummy question. Very nicely, put, very nicely put. Essence with a capital E, I would definitely yeah. say yes. Yeah. Most definitely. Yes. Wow. Uh, to pause, to pause in my experience is basically to be mindful of that, that moment, that pause between the in-breath and the out-breath. When you're doing, you know, when you're following your breath in meditation, there's, sometimes you get to that place where that, that little moment between breaths becomes almost mm-hmm. like an an infinite period of time it just it takes over right so yeah uh there's once again that in between that liminal state between worlds that is a bridge a portal an interdimensional basically access uh gateway to to one's own it divinity is. the portal mm-hmm. there's um oscar what there's always synchronicities of course on the podcast but we did a meditation earlier in the podcast in the beginning of the in breath and out breath and the pause, you know, how <laughs> Oh, I love that. Yeah. That portal or that gateway. Yeah. I think, you know, and what we're chatting about, this is, these are, Things, reminders, remembrances, activities, however you want to term people can do all the time. It doesn't have to be long and drawn out. I, I think that, you know, that connecting in and that, that pause, the communion, keeps us in that higher vibrational frequency, keeps us in the connection, keeps us linked up, or is a way to, you know, link us back up and connect into that, our own portal, our own gateway, um, Mm-hmm. into the universe within ourselves. And so I like what you're saying because to me it's it's also stating that, you know, everyone can do this. It doesn't have to be long and drawn out, you know, especially the Co- remembrance Correct. It all part. depends on what, uh, yes, it depends on what, what one seeks. Uh, spirituality, yeah. to, to, to live a spiritual life does not require hardship. Or, or it does not require, sac- you know, maybe some sacrifice of old outmotive tendencies and behaviors, which are not help- healthy in the, in, the, in the first place. Yet, as we grow spiritually, I have found we, it's like peeling an onion skin. We gradually shed all of these conditioned um, 
unsustainable behaviors until we get to a place where we can understand that we are a, a shining one. We are a luminous yeah. being. And uh, and it, that can happen overnight to people. That can happen through a a crisis, a health crisis. It can happen through a, a near-death experience, these transformative moments. Um, but the simpler, the better, I have found. So a practice that I encourage all of my students to begin doing is to daily do two things. Before going to sleep at night, is to close your eyes and do a little life review, a little day review in your mind as to what you have experienced that day. And even if you had some challenging and unsavory experiences during the day, to offer gratitude for them as your teachers, to teach you how not to be, let's say, if you you encountered somebody that rubbed you the wrong way instead of criticizing them and, 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 and diminishing them, thank them for showing you what not to be. That's just one example. But, so do a prayer of gratitude for the experiences of that day. And upon waking in the morning, before you even get out of bed, keep with eyes closed and just open up to the same gratitude in your heart and Welcome great spirit, what great spirit has in store for you that day. So you end your evening, your day with gratitude, you begin your day with gratitude. That, those two moments will progressively deepen your communion, your contact, your experience of being a shining one, a a being of light. And that is, those are very simple. Combine that with a little meditation for 20 minutes, just following your breath in the middle of the day, and you're golden. Mmm, sounds good. Uh, <laughs> Oscar, we got another question in the chat. Now, okay, now, Sue, you may, if I botch this, you're going to have to call in. Um, okay, another question. Is that what the day out of time with is in the mount is in the Mayan information the pause or essence. can you repeat that please okay can you repeat that please is that what okay i'm not getting it you said essence with a big e is that what the mm-hmm. day out of time with the day out of time the mayan information oh the day oh i see i see um uh, yes, but more on a personal level than on a planetary level. In the, in the Mayan notion of the day out of time, uh, according to the, their view of cyclical time, you know, the Mayans have this double calendar, uh, it, it, it refers more to eras, to uh, periods, historical periods and the beginning and ending of of larger planetary events rather than individual. What we're talking about here is on a more individual and personal level. But it's the same notion uh, of a a, a pachacuti. It's it's called a a world, a reversal 
or a transformation that occurs within the, in the, in the self. Yeah. And what is the Pachakuti? Pacha, P-A-C-H-A, in Quechua, in the language of the Andes, uh, the indigenous people means world, time, space, place, earth, uh, ultimately consciousness, or bardo, as in the, 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 the Tibetan notion of, of, of a realm of consciousness, right? And kuti means reversal or transformation. So pacha kuti means world reversal or cosmic transformation. And it speaks mm. of the it speaks of the inherent uh, truth that everything is change, everything is flux, everything is transformation. Nothing stays the same. Everything is in a state of constant evolutionary expansion and contraction, of ebb and flow, of breath and in breath. And therefore, to be able to walk in a balanced way and use one's power in a beneficent and benevolent way, we must learn to move with the, with the, the rhythms, the tonalities, the cycles, and the, uh, all of the, the ebb and flow that we see in the natural world and in ourselves. And when we learn to walk in harmony with these always transformative changing events in life nothing can really harm us nothing can hurt us because we are part of the actual evolutionary current that the creative impulse once once for all of its children i hope you understand what i'm trying to say Oh, they do in the chat, and I do as well. So we're in a huge Pachakuti right now, right? Or we're going into oh, one, yes. but we're in one, right? <laughs> <laughs> certainly, certainly are. It, it is. It's beyond our imagination, at least my imagination, that we've gotten to yeah. this place. You know, the prophecies of our ancient ones, especially in in Peru, in the Andes, speak of of this time and is that uh, and they they speak of the great climatological and environmental changes that are upon us but they also emphasize the social and cultural earthquakes and 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 uh, mm. and hurricanes that are occurring in other words how people are going to become untethered from their true divinity and how the greatest threat to to the world is not the pollution of the environment, but the pollution of mind, the contamination of our thinking. And we can see this with the craziness yeah. that's out there right now in the world. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 it's quite, quite worrisome. Yet everything has its beginning, its end, and its continuation in another form. So from a more elevated perspective, we just need to do the best we can here and now in our own lives in a manner that is an example of love and beautification and sanctification of our of our planet and um, and be there for others that are still enveloped with fear that are still paralyzed mm-hmm. by their own uh, des- desperate need for survival and for self-preservation. And that happens when there's a lack of community. 
And so being part of a spiritual community is very helpful during these times. Oh, yeah, crucial. It's interesting. Mm -hmm. It's like it's a converging flow part of the awakening. Everything is happening all at once, so you have these amazing higher octave expressions and experience and understanding and, you know, so much light, and then there's the lower octave, right? And then those in the middle trying to, from the lower to the, the higher, you know, expression. And it's almost like what is, um, was Einstein or Carl Jung, but about pick your reality. You almost got to pick your, you know, what game are you playing? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and you gotta, you've gotta choose your tripping partners well too. <laughs> yeah, oh, good point, Oscar. Yeah, choose well. That's right, choose well. Choose who um, you hang is, out with. Be very yeah. discerning with who you hang out with. Yeah. Oh boy, that is so true. Um, I love this. Love to have you back at another time. Um, let us know how to reach you best way um, for people to reach you and I'll just say to be continued in the right moment in time and thank you for being well, thank here. you so much Michelle thank you for the service you're doing on planet and the best way to con- uh, contact me is through the heart of the healer dot org heart of the healer dot org t-h-o-t-h stop <laughs> The heart oh, of the that, I, I dot like org. That. Yeah. The acronym is T H O T H. So that ah. do that, and then of course yeah. you can get my books at, at um, in Amazon or out your preferred bookseller. So again, thank you all, and I thank your listening audience for the part in making this world a better place in the midst of all this craziness. Well, thank you for connecting and all that you shared and um, the infusion of the light that you're bringing, you know, awareness. It's all about Appreciate love. It's mm. love. That's the main yeah. medicine we need on this planet. <laughs> yeah. Thank right. you, Michelle. Thank you. You take good care. Much peace and light. Big, big hug. Big hug. Bye. All right, so Lights, thanks for being here and co-creating this as always um, with me. Appreciate you all so much for being here. Uh, If you just caught the last bit, you can listen to the replay. It'll be up. I'll also be posting to YouTube. Again, we'll be going live video casts um, probably mid to end of January, maybe February. I'm going to save the first part of... um, of the year. Um, anyway, that was Oscar Miro Quesada, and you can find out more about him and connect more to what he's doing at theheartofthehealer.org. And for all of you, big hug, and always, always shine your light, share your insight, and of course, keep awake. Awakenings broadcast every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings Group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake. Are you both? You're